What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta's own. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, you look very unsure of yourself, sir. So I even know if I should ask you how it's going. You just look very, uh, very afraid. Man, maybe this is the one time I really need to ask how it's going in earnest and not just for show. Hit me with a, a different question besides how's it going. Did you take a shit today? Uh, <laughs> yes, I did, Graham. Unsatisfying, so though. Unsatisfying? Yeah. Well, kernels? Yeah, just not not the whole meat. Not not eating a lot of fiber, I take it? <laughs> I have a lot of experience with that. Out of all the questions you could come up with, that's what you got, Bo? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where my head's at today, man. Just shit and fiber. That's good. Yeah. That's good to hear. I mean, this is also a, a chance for me to let everybody know I haven't been doing the best job at keeping up with the... I mean, I've kept up with the Braves, but I haven't watched... Last night was actually the first night I've watched a game in, in full since probably the... I don't know, the Mets opening series? Mm. Been uh, working on this this web series that we shot last week, um, and which was which is kind of crazy with, with COVID, but everybody's wearing masks. We kept safe. No one gives a shit about what I'm talking about. Anyway... But there was a lot of the, the reason I'm mentioning it is because there was a lot of work that had to be done, and a lot of time also on before we shot, and then a lot of work obviously when we did shoot. And so I would, after we shot, I would go home and watch like five innings of the game, and then just like fall asleep in my chair, kind of thing. So last night was really the first game I watched all the way through, and, and probably since the opening weekend. So what you're saying is you have not been a devoted Braves fan podcaster and you're a covid spreader is that what i'm hearing not a covid spreader well that's funny (laughs) had people tested had masks temperature tests smell tests that's fine man. food outside you don't gotta justify with me no i'm no no covid spreading okay everybody was a willing participant was only you know 15 20 people someone's got to do it you know Probably shouldn't have done it, I mean, in the long run. But at the same time, it was good to, to be on set and shoot something, and everybody felt safe, and, uh, yeah. I'm just giving so. you shit, obviously. Right. Uh, I know you're, you're a big uh, big social distance proprietor. You know, I, I, do, I do my best. Sure. I do pretty good. Yeah, this is the worst I've done, for sure, in, yeah. in, in a minute. But, you know, I'm... so far, so good. Everybody uh, checked in with people. They were okay. We're okay. So, so far, so good, I guess. Sure. Anywho, anyway, back to the Braves. Yeah, yeah, I will say I don't have a lot of stats. You, you've been tonight. the the least gratifying guy to text during Braves games. Yeah, because you also do. I feel like you could be sitting at home. First pitch is at seven ten, and you're still not going to watch it until like nine. I I tell you, man, fast forward recording the game, fast forwarding through the commercials is so so awesome. You don't mentally check out. You're you're mentally there the entire game because you can just fast forward through the commercials. You never have to just sit there and watch two minutes of that uh, horrible, um, like what is it? What is that car commercial that Chip carries in? Oh, always the dun dun. Always, you know, no, you, always. Yeah, you don't have to see that. It's got Timothy Miller. In well, it. you love Timothy Miller, of course, but yeah, you know, I don't want to see Chip carry more than I have to. He's always in those commercials. Then they replace the Highway Patrol team. Which is just completely un-American. <laughs> you don't have a guy and they're going, Parasite! Anymore. You know, you got yeah. just new cops, and I don't want to see those guys. I want to see my old guys. Sure. Well, it's a new season, Graham. Yeah. But, but that's been the same for like five years. Why change it? I mean, it's, it's, it's great. The production value is awful. <laughs> uh, I laugh out loud every time I see it. It's like, you're driving like a blazing fastball. And there's this woman just going like, 
10 miles an hour down a road. That's you can tell because it, it's shot in a way where it's like on her, but you can tell the cars aren't really going that fast. It's fucking hilarious. The worst new commercial they have, I think it's mostly on the radio. It'll be like Chip Carey on the radio and be like, God, you can't escape him. The Braves made a big acquirement today. Acquirement? Acquisition? Oh, yeah. Uh, acquirement? <laughs> I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> we'll cut back. Oh, no, that's too funny. Let's stay it in. Let's <laughs> stay it in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, I had, like, requisition in my head, too. Anyways, yeah. the Braves made a big acquisition today. Tennessee hot sauce. Oh, Louisiana hot Louisiana sauce. Louisiana hot yeah. sauce. Whatever. Some sort of hot sauce commercial. Well, like, I, I perk up every time. It gets me every time, and I get pissed off So, yeah, they used to. They did that last year a lot during the game. It's like, the hottest prospect in the, in the system's coming up today, Atlanta. Louisiana hot sauce. It's, like, it's not a prospect. Ridiculous. It's not in our system. Ridiculous. Louisiana hot sauce is good. We actually, in this home, use it because of those commercials. It was shoved down our throats so many times on the radio. We were just like, oh, I'll try it for Christ. I've been using it for two or three years. Wow. Yeah. Yes, it works. It, it paid off, at least for, for us. Uh, but anywho, you're very ungratifying to text during a Braves game, but fortunately I got soccer correspondent Arthur Roach, who's right. been all I'm, over the Braves. Yeah, I'm always year. behind. I'm always like, not watching, not watching, not watching yet. Yeah, yeah. You've missed some big stuff, Graham. Well, I did see, uh, where, I mean, where to begin? I mean, the last show we had was, was the season preview. Well, I think let's just, because we got user Hugo that doesn't even know the Braves season started. So how about just right. a quick, literally the results of where we're at so far? Where we're at, we're we're eight and four. Yep. We are, I believe, first first place in the division. We are. Um, and by like a game or two, the Marlins haven't played in a while, and the Phillies haven't played in a while. I think the Marlins beat the Orioles last night, so they're three and three and one. So you know, I guess they're off to a decent start. It's been an odd season, but basically we're eight and four. Ozzy Albies is on the injured list as of last night. Hasn't been playing well. Acuna started off cold. He's getting hot over the last few days. Uh, and we've lost Mike Soroka for the entire season due to an Achilles tear on Monday. Was it Monday night or Sunday night? Sunday night. Monday night. Monday night, sorry. On Monday night. That was a shitty Monday. Yeah. And um, so that's sort of where we're at is that we have no pitching death other than Max Freed. Uh, we're, we're correction, win- no, starting pitching. No, depth. starting pitching depth. The bullpen has been outstanding. Yeah. Josh Tomlin, your boys, pitched his ass off. Just put his ass in the starting rotation Well, already. I mean, I think you could do that, but I also think that he's been so effective as, in a bullpen role that maybe you don't want to get him out of that rhythm, especially when he's establishing rhythm early in the season, even though there's not a lot of time to establish that rhythm because there's a goddamn 60-game season. So, you know, we're, we're what? 20, 22-ish games of being half, until we're halfway through regular yeah. season at this point. So it's sort of like, I think you can just keep going with Tomlin and the, and the starters role, unless you want to use him as an opener and have him pitch like three innings. But I think the Braves, because of how many people have, have either gone, you know, gotten injured. Fultonavich is also, was designated for assignment, but no one picked him up. So he's just chilling or hopefully training at the, uh, what, in Gwinnett? In the facility. You want to throw a little uh, on-air credit to me for that? Yes, and I, w- I did want to make that like a big okay. a big deal beforehand, but since the Soroka injury happened, I was thinking about downplaying it. But Adam is no false prophet. Adam said on the last show, for those that either missed it, let's wait for the speeding car to go by here. Yeah, outdoor studios, man. Outdoor studios aren't fun. But Adam called during the season preview after Fulte's terrible start in uh, – 
in that preseason exhibition game or whatever, we gave up back to back to back home runs and just looked terrible and was a, a bitchy little child in the post game presser. He, he, Adam said, you know what? I don't think Pulte's going to be on the roster by the end of the regular season. And I was like, oh, bop, 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 bop. now, at least right now, it's looking pretty good at your prediction because he had one start, went against Tampa Bay and was just awful. Yeah. And was DFA after the game. Yeah, he was throwing 88. I think he might have hit 90. Yeah, what has happened to his, I, I guess that I guess that broken ass um, uh, radar gun that he was bitching about and and Truist Park followed him down to Tropicana Field. So what everyone's been saying is that he's he's lost a ton of weight. He was with that he does muscle. look gaunt. So I wonder. I don't know if he went vegan. I'm gonna I, I'm, I'm gonna predict he went vegan and uh, didn't do it properly with proper supplements and uh, he lost a lot of muscle. You gotta mass. have your iron, man. That's where you, meat gives you iron. Well, yeah, you got to meet with the doctor, tell them what you're low in, right. supplement with that. Sure. So um, that's that's my prediction well, there. Well, yeah. But my prediction for him not being on the team is not looking great now, because right. with Soroka being gone. Yeah. And everyone else in the majors passing on Fulte, so now Fulte is just down there trying to get big figure it out again and hoping to be our savior yeah he's, he's toiling away along with cole hamels it's been a oh cole I, I don't think cole hamels is pitching this year it's a 17 million dollar rehab assignment for him and this kind of brings up more of of something i have more noise i have more complaints about alex anthopoulos and and brian secker today adam what so i'm going to tell you what my complaints Wait, are what? Now, now let's. You don't want to start with the great start that the season is, or how great the well, offense looks. I will say this about Dansby Swanson. I will, okay, let's. Okay, we'll cover the positives first. <laughs> yeah, for Christ. Dansby has been locked in, hitting slightly south of 400, and he's lacing the ball. It seems like every time he's getting up there, he's putting good wood on the bat, whether he's out or or he gets a hit. I mean, there was there was uh, an instant. I think he got a couple of hits last night, but in that 10-1 victory over Toronto, but. There, there, there was one instance where he just hit the shit out of the ball that was right at somebody. It's like he is not – he's having good at bats. He's grinding out at bats. He's getting on base, and he's hitting the shit out of the ball. And this is like uh, playoff Swanson from last year has carried over to this year. Whatever adjustments he made, uh, you know, last at the end of last season are, are, are fully translated. He looks unstoppable. He's been moved up to the second spot in the order. I think he was hitting seventh or eighth. Um which I think is also helping Acuna get his get his shit going because Ozzy hasn't been doing well in the two hole, and then we learned that he had a wrist problem, um, got sat for a day, and now he's been put on the the injured list. He even hit left handed against the lefty last night in the Toronto game, which pretty much said all you need to know about how his wrist is doing. Um, you know, he's trying to protect that wrist. That's why he was doing that. You would normally hit right handed. Yeah, um, that's a switch hitter for him. He's a switch hitter, so it, it's just like I think. But but going back to Dansby, he's he's been unbelievable. He's probably the team MVP right now. You, one, one could argue. Yeah, he's been hot from the get go. And you remember he started last year really hot as well, and then he got hurt. Right, and tapered off, and, and didn't really pick it back up until the end of the year in the playoffs. So I mean, if you watch Dansby as soon as I think it was last year in spring training when he was starting to hit home runs to right field, and instead of how pull happy he was a couple of years ago, I mean you could see it coming and. It's just awesome to see. I mean, he's, he's looking like a number one pick again, which is phenomenal and yeah. just huge for this lineup in general, especially with the way Acuna scuffled coming out of the gates, Ozzy scuffled. Freddie Freddy Freddy was kind of slow. But. Freddie's still kind of scuffling again after he had a couple of big games 
he kind of looks a little. I don't know what's going on with Freddie, but like in terms of just his him making contact, exit velocity off his his uh, off his bat has has hasn't looked the same. He, he's getting a lot more weak contact than I would like to see from Freddie, which makes me wonder about how. You know, potentially if he's if he's 100. percent I mean, he's basically in spring training mode. Yeah. So it's it's just a weird time. But the good news is is that the team like the bullpen and Dansby have been outstanding. And even though we've had like a myriad of players who have underperformed, Ozzy, Acuna, Freddie, Acuna's getting his shit going, but Ozzy and Freddie def- definitely think have underperformed. Um, we, we've still been doing really well. And another reason why we've done well is Marcelo Zuna has just been, yep, he's been lighting it up, getting on base, coming through with, with big extra base hits. Um, Second game of the year, hit that home run with full count, two outs. Yeah. To get yeah. us our first win. Yeah, that was clutch, and uh, that was off of um, the Mets closer, whose name escapes me. Diaz. Diaz, yeah, Edwin Diaz. And uh, since then, he's just been – he hasn't looked back. He, he's been a him – and, him and Dansby have been exceptional to start off the season, and you hope that, that, that carries through. And the good news is about these hot starts is there's not a lot of time to cool off, so you hope – you know, you ride it as, as far as you can – the good news is Acuna is really starting to get his mojo going. Had a lot of good at bats last night. Yeah, he's had, a had, had a couple of big hits. Um, had a walk as well, so he's starting to see the ball a little better. And he was striking out a ton, but he didn't. And and it's and it's hard because you know we're going against the Blue Jays, who aren't um, you know they're in full rebuild mode. Chip Carey actually had a great stat last night, which was 31 of their players. Or 31 of the players that were on the team last year on the act who saw major league time are not on the roster anymore. But they're trying to contend. I mean, they, they, why would they trade for Ryu if they're not? Oh, I'm not saying they're not trying to contend. I'm just saying, like last night, you know, who go against Shoemaker, who's terrible. Um, who was on? Who was a big pick by the Angels? Who was bad there? And he came to Toronto. So I want to see how we do against Ryu tonight, of course, because he's had our number with LA. Uh, the last couple of years, well, actually going back to 2013, he's had our number since then. Well, the point I'm trying to make is, is that even though we saw some more good things last night, I want to see how it translates to Ryu, to a quality pitcher um, that we've had trouble with in the past. And Acuna is going to have to put this team on his back, I think, this year. I think eventually Dansby might taper off a little bit. Um, and it's going to come down. And Ozuna is going to go, I think, through his ups and downs as well. Just because they've both been really hot, right? They got to have a couple of moments where they burn out a little bit or get into cold streaks. It's time for Ronald Acuna to become the MVP he was born to be. Put this team on his back, do everything he can to help us win, and he does. But I'm just saying, like he's got to be an MVP this year for us to to try to win a championship. Um, you know, we've scored the most runs in baseball. I know, which is which is incredible to me, considering the underperformance of a lot of really key players so far. But, I mean, this, there's that's the great thing about this team is there's just so much depth everywhere. It's like a different guy stepping up every night. Yeah, which is awesome. Duvall's had his moments. Yeah. Tyler Flowers has had his Tyler moments. Tyler Flowers had a homer last night. Uh, I mean, both catchers have been yeah. solid. Awesome. You feel good with them back there. I love Darno. I think Darno should be getting more time behind the plate than he is. I, I don't want to do this whole Brian McCann, Tyler Flowers strategy from last year. I think Darno. I mean, I wanted to get, what was it, the first game he came back, he had like five hits or something. I mean – and a stolen base. I mean, the yeah. guy. The guy's been fantastic coming well, coming back. You know what I wouldn't mind seeing is um, maybe Darno DHing some when Flowers catches or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially with Alex Jackson, 
now back on the, the active roster and some moves that were happening today because Matt Adams pulled his hammy last night. Ozzy, we've talked about his wrist. Um, you know, he's on the injured list. So now your boy Nick Markakis is back. And Alex uh, Jackson Another is prediction back. I made on the podcast. Yeah. Coming, you, coming true. Adam is no false prophet. And you, you completely skipped over it. My text, Graham and I were playing disc golf yesterday talking about the Mike Soroka injury. And Graham's all doom and gloom. And I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and win 10 to 1 today. And they did. And they won 10 to 1. Yeah, which was hilarious. So what I would tell you, I got a feeling about this team. Even with Soroka out, it's just this bullpen. This bullpen. You got A.J. Minter. He's looked looking a lot like better. 2018 he, AJ he's looked Minter. a lot better. Like, and Will Smith is still not on the team yet. Like, I know, and it's already probably, it's arguably the best bullpen in baseball like, right now. It's the perfect year to have a dominant bullpen and one real starting pitcher. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, that's the thing that I will, okay, I'm going to go back a little bit on Alex Anthopoulos for a second. Well, you, you had it, you were about to drill him. But yeah, you didn't yet. Oh, so oh, you're oh, going I'm, back. I'm on going Nick. to now. Oh, I thought you were saying you were gonna go back on your. No, name. I'm not gonna oh, go back on it. But I think it's been weird for him. Um, I think overall he's done a really. But I want to preface this. I think overall he's done a really good job as our general manager. Um, I think he's been a lot better than than copy in terms of doing these sort of like, um, quick jerk trades and shit like that, like trading for Newcomb. Trading Newcomb for or trading for Newcomb and getting rid of Anderson Simmons, I will continue to go back to as the worst trade in the history of baseball potentially. Didn't we get rid of a contract there? Wasn't there a reason we had to do that? I don't know, but the goal was to get Newcomb because he was highly touted. But you gave up a once in a generation defender for him, which is I still am so livid about. Anyway, um, but if Dansby's bat continues to be what it is, but that was a separate deal. But so, that's why you can get rid of a Simmons. But. Simmons is a much better defender than, than Dansby, and historically he's been a better hitter. So I'm not going to start anointing Dansby Swanson as the end-all, be-all second coming until he proves it to me over a significant length of time. Dansby no. is a great defensive player, but Simmons is a better defensive player than him, and he's also a better offensive player overall. Not right now because I think Simmons is on the injured list. But anyway, my whole point about Anthopolis is that he hasn't gone the copy route and made a ton of like questionable moves um, overall so far. But what I will say is I will criticize him on his inaction. I'm going to flash you back to 2018. The end of 2018, when we had our bullpen just blow up. Right? You remember in 2018, Adam, when how when our bullpen would just walk everybody and they were awful. Yeah, it was just like A.J. Mentor and no one right. else. Right, and we did nothing in the offseason to remedy that. We made no free agent signings. We made no trades. Right. And we go into 2019 with that same shitty bullpen, and it blows up on us again. And Luke Jackson's your best reliever. And it's like it took once again for there to be, like, you know, a total firestorm, shitstorm in your house for him to go do something. Now, now I will say he remedied the situation, but I wish he would have done that beforehand. Why? So we could have had maybe Shane Green, Chris Martin. One, you know, that was really frustrating to me going into that season saying, yeah, our bullpen's good when they sucked down the stretch of all of, all of 2018. You, you know it worked out for us, though. We made the playoffs. You assessed your needs after the I know, but it started. just doesn't make any sense not to address that, which I will now bridge the gap here and the point I'm trying to make overall. Now we are in a similar situation with our rotation. So, 
flashback to this offseason. We don't learn a lesson from the Dallas Keuchel debacle. We sign a has-been left-handed pitcher who has injury problems in Cole Hamels with a $17 million contract for one season. And by doing that, you're hoping that this guy's going to anchor the rotation like supposedly Keiko was supposed to anchor the rotation last year, which was, which was a stupid move considering how injury-prone he's been and how many games he's missed over the last two to three seasons. That's a complete horseshit statement. He wasn't brought in to anchor the rotation. He was brought in to be an innings eater and a veteran presence amongst all the young guys. And he's done none of that. Well, yeah, I mean, the guy got But hurt. you knew on paper how injured he's been and how bad he's been over the course of, of last season. Great first half, horrible second half because he was injured. You don't give a guy like that who's near the tail end of his career $17 million because he's a risk, a big risk. And the problem with doing that as opposed to going after a more top-tier pitcher is now we're in the situation we're in where you have no depth with your starting rotation. All you have now, you put the rotation on the shoulders of Freed and Soroka. And while that's admirable because those kids need to grow up and they are our future, I hope, for the next 10 to 15 years, that's a lot to put on them. And now Soroka goes down. You've DFA'd Fulte. Felix Hernandez is not playing. Cole Hamels is, a, you know, as I mentioned, on a $17 million rehab assignment. And now the only reliable starting pitcher you have is Max Freed. I don't think Amphopolis was active enough in getting us a really good pitcher in the offseason that could that could really shore up this rotation. And Cole Hamels doesn't qualify for that. Cole Hamels is another Dallas Keuchel. I think even if he had pitched this year, we'd get similar results. Very easy to play armchair quarterback, Graham. As but you, I said as that like earlier, Adam. I, but, I, I'm okay, not just saying that now. Right, let's, talk I, but, through, let's talk through this rotation. So our ace, Mike Soroka. Is gone now. Achilles. Yeah. I mean, that's not the GM's fault. No. Max Fried is there. Uh, Fulte, you saw him be our best pitcher down the stretch. Last season. You yeah. feel, I think we, you go into it feeling good with him as your number but three. But that says a ton to me that they cut him after one start. Well, yeah, because he, he was throwing 88 I miles an hour. I understand that, but why, but why didn't we know that beforehand? COVID? He, was, he wasn't throwing that much in spring training. He, he was... Looked fine in spring training. But, I mean, like when we were getting players reporting back, I mean, nothing came out about that. Well, that's why they cut him so quick Well, I, I understand. I mean, I'm glad the move was made when it, I, I, I mean, I'm glad the move was made. I just, why even send him out there if he's throwing 88 miles an hour? One of the, one of the big tenets of Fulte's game is to have that 90, 96, 98 mile an hour I feel like you're, you're playing both sides of this argument now. You just complained how would you cut them that quickly, and now you're saying why would you even let him go out? Well, if he's like that. Well, that's why they cut him so quickly. You're just, it, like, being mad for the sake of no, being mad. No, I'm, I'm upset that we didn't get more. Because, okay, let's say Fulte's – okay, hypothetical. Let's say Fulte's fine. Let's say Fulte's last year Fulte. You have Freed, Soroka, Fulte as your top three. Hamels is your four, and then – Hamels sucks and is injury prone. Yeah, I mean, he was – you've said yourself he was good, good down first the stretch. half, horrible second half. Well, six. So let's give that guy a $17.5 million deal when he's missed a ton of games over the last two years. It's a bad decision. It's a bad decision. It's a bad investment. And he's not going to throw a goddamn pitch in a Braves uniform. And then for your fifth spot, you've got... What, Felix Hernandez? Awful. Who's about who's an ERA north of six and a whip north of 1.5 for the last two seasons. Horrible. That's, that's who our rotation is? That's, because and if someone Ky- happens, to, Kyle, our, if Kyle someone happens to our top three guys, we got nothing. And that's the problem. That's the problem with Alex Anthopoulos' strategy. It's like... It's 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 too much react 
and not enough inact. Just like the bullpen. He reacted to it when he could have gotten out in front of it. What he did was great. Now I think he's going to have to make a move, multiple moves for starters now for us to have, any, really, like, to have a chance this year. He wasn't going to be able to get Shane Green at the beginning of 2019 for what he did halfway through the year. Like That's not how these things work. You don't have unlimited resources. But he did nothing, prospects. Adam. He did nothing in the offseason. He did hard, like he, he got Cole Hamels and Felix Hernandez. If it's 2010, I'm freaking out about that. But it's 2020, Bo. Those guys are past, way past their primes, particularly Hernandez. And you're going to give seventeen and a half million dollars to a guy who missed, who has missed, uh, you know, fifteen, sixteen starts. I mean, it's a one each year, year it's the last a one two year years. deal. It's it's sunk money. They don't give a shit about seventeen million. Yeah, but now we're you, fucked you like because we, we put for... all of our eggs in a basket on this young rotation, and we got no one to anchor that rotation. In my opinion, who is a proven good veteran because of these decisions we made. Who is you know. Fuck, I kind of miss Julio Tehran right now. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's consistent. He doesn't get hurt. And even though we never should have used him in the playoffs last year, I'll still crucify Snicker for that till the day I die. I mean, you look at his stats, he wasn't awful. At least he would have been a guy. Who do we got now? We got Tukey. Intern Jared, can we pull all tapes of Graham Waldrop hating on Julio Tehran and saying he's not a major league caliber pitcher? I'm just saying, I'd rather have Julio Tehran than Cole Hamels right now. Well, yeah, because Cole Hamels is hurt. No, That's easy even, to say. even on paper, because of how many starts he misses every year. And also, he was about $10 million cheaper. I don't know if I'll, like, maybe it's just me, users. I am shaking my head nonstop and fuming mad at Graham right now. Who's well, admitted, well, who do we got in our rotation, who, who has Adam? admitted that he hasn't watched much of this ba- baseball team this year. To see. I have watched. I just haven't watched a complete. Last night was the first time I watched a complete game in a week. Sorry. Like, I'm working 16, 17 hours a day. What do you want from me? I mean, you can't. Like, there's things out of I our control. I can also say that without watching the games that we have no rotation. We have zero rotation. We have Max Freed. And before that, we had Max Freed and Mike Soroka. That's still not enough to win a World Series. I mean, I w- we were. Before we saw Fulte actually throw this year, Fulte is a three. Is a like very solid three. He was an ace a couple of years ago. Yeah, like I that's mean, not an sure. unreasonable guy to be but thrown out. But I also there. mentioned in the season preview show that I have a lot of questions about this rotation. Yeah, we, I mean, I said that was my number one concern coming into the year as well. Yeah. So it's like, are your are your concerns validated now? Because uh, we don't have any fucking depth no, because in our rotation. Like four of the guys are unhealthy now not i mean you can't blame the gm for i can't blame i can't i can't blame him for that i'm not talking about syrup i can blame him for cole hamels who as i've mentioned multiple times had multiple injuries over the last three seasons that forced him to miss a deep a significant amount of time and you give that guy 17 and a half million dollars bad investment you sound like trump over here you're, you're repeating the same talking points we understand they gave them 17 and a half it's, million it's dollars. stupid it's stupid i'm doing that because of what you just brought up so it's just like I don't like. What do you do from here? Well, uh, Sean Newcomb pitches tonight. See what he does. Don't sleep on Kyle Wright. He looked awful that game, last game he pitched. Eighty-three pitches in like yeah. in like three and two-thirds innings. He's got no command over the zone. I will say when Freed pitched in that two-to-one game, which I got to, through about seven innings uh, before I passed out. I tell you what, man, that dude 
He's the a stuff on his pitches. He's a beast. But, like, there's a big difference. It's interesting, too, just comparing two left-handed pitchers. The stuff on his pitches compared to Newcomb. Newcomb's not making competitive pitches. Like, when, he, when Newcomb misses out of the zone, he misses way out of the zone. When, when Freed misses, misses, it's calculated. It's threatening the zone and instigates the batter to take a bad hit because they're trying to protect. Or a bad swing because they're trying to protect. Like, the difference between Newcomb and Freed in terms of where they are is so stark. Like, Max Freed's in Antarctica. Kyle Wright's in, like... Or, sorry, excuse me. Sean Newcomb's in Iceland. I mean, Max Freed was just... I mean, that was one of his best outings I've ever watched. I mean, the, the movement on the pitches, the competitiveness of the pitches... He was a master in command of that game. It was it was unfucking believable to watch. I wish I could have uh, mustered the strength to stay up the whole time. I mean, it was beautiful. Newcomb doesn't make competitive pitches, though. Not right now. I mean, when he throws strikes, he does. Yeah, but he needs to somehow try to adapt that uh, reliever I mean, mentality. That's what Snitgers told him. Just throw fastballs down the middle. Like, his stuff is Yeah, he nasty. throws hard enough that he, he can probably picks. get away with yeah, that. Yeah, but... Maybe some middle thing. Hopefully he puts it together. Don't, but don't sleep on Newcomb. Don't sleep on Kyle Wright. I'll say that much. I as think well. Tukey looked okay from what I saw. Tukey looked all right. Well, he threw like three or four innings. Yeah, he kind of blew up in the fourth. But. Yeah, but I think he's got that raw stuff. I remember. I remember going to his first start as a major leaguer and just being like, "This kid's got something." And I know he had a horrible season last year, um, at least when he was up with the big league team. But I, 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 I am. I would be loath to just, you know, declare him like DOA or something. I, I think he's got the stuff to put it together. It's just up to him to do it at this yeah. point. Yeah, this, I mean, that's the opportunity for one of these other yeah. young guys to step up. There's I literally mean, no threat to them. Yeah. Ian Anderson is also a candidate, even though I know they want to give him more time. But, I mean, Amphopolis has, has already gone on the record and said, you know, if he gives us the best chance to win, we're going to make the call. So I hope he's ready. Yeah. Because I think – even when we were talking about the early days of Soroka and Freed and Anderson, or excuse me, when Soroka and Freed were in the, the minors, looking at the profile on Anderson, looking at the tape on Anderson, I've always said that his stuff, when we were like, you know, creme de la creme, toast of baseball in terms of our minor league system, which I think we still have a great minor league system, but before, you know, Soroka and Freed came up and Acuna came up and all that stuff, when we were like top three system, uh, Ian Anderson's stuff, from what I read, what I watched was always the best out of our pitching staff. So I think that is the gem. If he can come up here, even if he's thrown into a horrible situation, even if he blows up, I would love to see him at some point this year because you don't have you don't got that many options. Yeah, you got like, who's your five man rotation? You got Freed, Tukey, Newcomb. I can't even count the, the rest at this point. All right, so Freed, Kyle Wright, Newcomb. Tukey, just throw Josh Tomlin, Tomlin out there. Tomlin is a, is, is, is a candidate. Like, especially with Will Smith coming back. Like, you, you're so deep in the bullpen. Like, you can – like, are, this is the perfect year. Are you open to doing an opener strategy like Tampa Bay does where, you have, you where you have a reliever yeah. start a game? Hell yeah. Throw two innings. I mean, that could be Tomlin innings. throwing three innings. I would be totally fine with that. I think maybe when Tomlin's – I think you got to sort of experiment a little bit with that. You know, I think if you're going to pick a guy to do it, pick Josh Tomlin because he can you know he can give you at least two innings if not three yeah so let 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 whenever a spot in the rotation comes up in the near future where it's like we got nobody Josh go out there and do your thing you know and then give it over to that that bullpen 
Yeah, let them let them run with it. Yeah. Can you believe how good Tyler Matzik has been? He's been unbelievable. Yeah. Do you give Anthopolis credit for that? Yeah, I mean, I'll give credit where credit's due. I just think we were ill-prepared if we suffered any injuries this year to replace on the on the rotation. We were ill-prepared to... Um, but, I mean, you got to... Ill-prepared to, you know, fulfill those, and, those and, holes. And a fan's frustration, which I guess you're one of these fans, is we've squawked this rebuild was all about pitching depth. So, like, we've got all these young arms, but just my concern so many of them haven't panned out well some some haven't plan, panned out but some aren't ready either which is a, which is a big debate right now on Anderson is he ready for the big league level it appears not if he's not here yet it could yeah and maybe not I know they want I probably he's probably like a year away ideally yeah you know if you're playing armchair GM but I think he'll. I think he will see action this year, considering our losses so far. And I think Fultonavich will will come back, but he better bulk the fuck up and get his velocity up if he does, because he is not a finesse pitcher by by nature. He is a you know prototypical guy in this day and age where you're throwing close to a hundred. You got your killer off speed pitches, your 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 curveball, your slider, etc. If you don't have that fastball to offset those off-speed pitches when you're a power pitcher, you're absolutely fucked. And he's been fucked because of he's lost his velocity. So you're saying to be a successful power pitcher, you got to have a fastball. you got to have a <laughs> fastball 96-plus miles an hour. I, I'll tell you what. Here's what Fultz Because that, that sets up your off-speed. And he has no way to set up his off-speed now. He's so, he's so hittable. <laughs> I know I'm just repeating myself. <laughs> I you're just fucking with I me. I was giving you shit oh, again. Oh, you're just fucking with me. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'll tell you what he's got going for him, though. So, Fulte, he's up in our little rotating camp, whatever they're calling it nowadays, up at Cool Ray Field. I spent a little time at Cool Ray Field in my day, Graham. You know oh, what? yeah. This is a this is a information for the users out there. Adam once worked for the Gwinnett Braves. Yes, I was, I was a big-time operations intern making minimum wage. Got to see the inside ropes. Uh, that was Pedor was on the roster for a while. Pedor, uh, Costanza, love Jose Costanza. Jose Costanza, love um, him. I know everybody hates him from a, a sabermetric standpoint, but I love the guy. That piece of shit. Uh, that pitcher Sean Gil Martin. Oh, he was awful. It didn't pan out at all. Yeah. He was like the best prospect there. But anyways, within walking distance to Coolray Stadium, you've got a racetrack, uh, gas station, and then just up the block from there, there's a Quick Trip gas station. Your favorite. So, Fulte, yeah, but the racetrack's not bad, but Quick Trip's definitely better. Sure. But Fulte can just be sampling the rollers back and forth. Hot dog. Hot dogs, taquitos, rollers. You got beer back there. Because he's got to put on at least 15 pounds in a month. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, he get, get he, some beer going. He needs to be eating and drinking all he can. Right. Supplementing that with working out as well. Right. He needs, and I he think needs, he, he I, needs to have his ratios right, though. You got you to gotta eat a little more than you, than you work out. Right. If you're eating three hot dogs, one taquito, and you're drinking a six-pack, you only need to throw 50 pitches kind of thing, right? Something like that. Well, he needs to be in the weight room as well. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want to burn too many calories because you want to gain that weight. Right, right. So I would think I think the initial strategy is fill up on taquitos and hot dogs and beer. Mm-hmm. Still get your, um, your daily constitutional, your walk around, slash throw 50 pitches, whatever. And then... Then start getting in the weight room once you've gained that weight. That would, that would be my recommendation as a as a 
professional uh, bum. Yeah, and Fulte, if you're hearing this, you, I mean, you can even, like, take a jog from the stadium. There's a sidewalk all the way to the quick trip. Take a jog there. You know, there's loiter outside the quick trip, brown paper bag it, all of that stuff, and then run back. I think that's a good strategy. Yeah, I think, you know, even saying, uh, you know, while you're waiting in the – while you're waiting outside, while you're loitering, be like, hi, Bob, you got two bucks for a quick trip hot dog? Yeah, you know, get your panhandling on. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if he's getting paid to be on that rotating team or not. Yeah, I mean, he might I'm, need some money. I'm guessing getting DFA wasn't good for him financially <laughs> or emotionally. And let's remember how, you know, and you talked about this in the season preview, the fragile psyche. Oh, he's very fragile. The fragile psyche of 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 Mike Boltonavich. He's a he's a sensitive sensitive dog. Yeah, and I can empathize with that on the disc golf course, as you know, when I throw major tantrums. Very mentally weak. Yeah, very (laughs) mentally weak. When things don't go my way, I I explode. Um, I'm not Mike Soroka. I'm more more Fulte in that respect, especially when I've been drinking. So, Fulte, we're cheering for you, Bo. Yeah, it's not like we want him to do bad. No, we we need you to do good. Yeah, we've just just been burned a little bit by the inconsistency, which has been so frustrating considering how fucking talented it can be. Yeah. But I great. mean, I mean, look at that game two start last year in the playoffs. And we were there, right? Yeah, we were there. Best and, game I've ever been to. Yeah, and that was a performance and a half. That that you know, you could put that up with any of the top, uh, you know, the three-headed monster that we had, Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, and say that was a great postseason performance. That was clutch. Yep. That was everything you could ask for from a starting pitcher in a postseason baseball game. And then you get shit like, you know, that that exhibition game against the Marlins and then that awful game against the Rays. And it's like, I have never seen a pitcher rise so high and go so low. And it's not to say Fulte was ever like Clayton Kershaw or anything, but you can consider him a really damn good pitcher you could rely on every fifth day, who is a, you know, top-of-the-rotation guy. He can be that one day, and then he can be, you know, replacement level throwing 88 miles an hour. Yep. Or just being so out of control with his control that he has, you know, no effectiveness. I've never seen a pitcher like this. Usually you get a guy who's either really dominant or sucks or is just, like, decent. But I've never seen somebody be who can play both sides of the court so so well, if if you want to, you know, look at it that way. Obviously... Sucking isn't playing well, but you know what I mean. It's just like it's it's bizarre. It's kind of like he personifies Atlanta sports in a way, like in a way. So much potential, highest of highs, lowest of lows. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see it play out. I still think we're absolutely a playoff team, as is. Yeah, particularly I mean, with, our offense. Like, yeah. I'm not even worried about losing Ozzy Albies and Matt Adams, but. It's Culberson and Echeverria time. They can even, step in. Even Camargo. Camargo's been playing great. I mean, he's been looking a lot better. Um, he, had, he had a good game last night. Yeah, I'm happy with where Camargo's at. Um, I think getting Nick Markakis back, it is a clutch time to get him back with Albie Adams going down as yeah, a DH. Yeah, I, I have no issue. I'm, I'm glad Markakis came back because, like we talked about on the preview show, this is a – unprecedented season. You have no idea what's going to happen. You have no idea what the health of guys are going to be, COVID or not. As many bodies as you can possibly have that are decent, bring them in. And, and I'm, I'm glad that we had, you know, Markakis just sitting there. I was also happy to see Markakis wasn't in the starting lineup tonight. 
was very surprised to see that. Well, I think especially with, I think he needs especially some, with Freddie sitting. Yeah, I think he needs some more time to ramp up, and that's actually something I'm glad that that Snicker did, which I was going to give him more shit about um, before today, but I, I think I'll, re, I'll I'll step back. Is, is rest? You know, remember we talked about last year how rest was going to be so important for a lot of guys, for Freddie Freeman, yep. for Josh Donaldson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and it didn't happen. And it was always pissed. And last night I was getting really pissed off watching Ozzy Albie struggle, flail out there at the plate. I'm like, why the hell is he not getting a, you know, why is he, he's not going on the, on the injured list? He's completely ineffective at the plate. And I was happy this morning when it was announced that he was on the injured list. Not that he's hurt, but that he gets some time to heal. There's no, you know, we're going to need Ozzy Albies. Very important player. He's a great defender. Had an outstanding season last year. We're going to need him if we're going to have any chance of success. So I was frustrated with the, that they kept playing him when he was clearly nowhere close to 100%. Yeah, you and Braves Twitter, people are freaking out about the Aussie thing. Oh, it's just frustrating. You, you know he's not good. We've also, I don't know why he wasn't pulled from the game when we were up by so much. It's like, yeah, that's a good point. What, uh, yeah. what in the fuck's going on yeah. in Snickers' mind? He is so anti-resting anybody, it feels like. But then you see Ozzy is on the injured list, and you see Freddie getting a day off when he's been scuffling. Good to see. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come, but it's like, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, the guy's batting left-handed against the lefty uh, when he's a switch hitter. And you've got Culberson and Echevarria on the bench. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't know, Bo. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, last year where it was, like, I know Colbert, I mean, I know Camargo struggled in sort of that, that bench role. But you still had other guys that could come in there and play every once in a while for somebody. Yep. But Donaldson wore down. Freddie obviously wore down last year down the stretch with his with his wrist um, issues. But it was just it was, it was frustrating to watch that after we were promised that guys would get more time off. And I hope, I mean, it's weird now this year where things are, where it's like, don't really, can't really give a lot of guys time off, but I hope we can give guys enough time off that they're fresh heading, you know, hopefully into postseason play if we're lucky enough to get in. So you're a time off guy. You hate our GM. I don't hate him. You take cri- you take you take any criticism as hate. Well, because I, I feel like I also preface it by saying overall I think he's done a good job. But, but I'm like, going to question when he doesn't. Well, in my it, opinion, it's like you're like uh, you're the face of social media and the news today. Like you, you could be like so. You're probably eighty percent like Alex Anthopoulos, but you are a lot more vocal about the twenty percent negative aspects. Because it's Alex a lot easier to get riled up about the stuff that doesn't work. Well, why don't, like why don't you just all the, let's let's hear all the great moves that Anthopoulos has made that you like. The extensions of Ozzy Albies and Ronald Acuna was brilliant. Um, those guys are getting vastly underpaid, but they agreed, and you locked them up. Those are two guys that are cornerstones of your franchise. Okay, I like it. What else you got? You got um, all the bullpen moves made last year. Even though I wish we would have done something in the offseason, you filled a hole. You got it done. Yep. Great moves. Um, those are the big ones that I can think of off at like, the super top of my head. Will Smith, getting Will Smith to further solidify a bullpen that you've already built upon. It was already what, great. What was already great, just make it absolutely nasty and shut so shut down That completely. seems like foresight. Yeah. No, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Um, <laughs> like I said, I think he overall he's done a really good job. It's just like there are some things I see where I'm just like, well, we're here because we didn't try to get a big starting pitcher. Here being a first-place team? Here being our rotation is fucked. Well, 
you lose four out of the five guys you're expecting to be in your rotation, a lot of teams are not going to have the depth to cover that. No, but, like, and the Cole Hamels move is a bad move. I don't care if you would have pitched this year or not. That was a bad move. I hope, against all hope. I hope Cole Hamels comes in here and pitches complete games in September and and wins the World Series. I can't believe that you said, I wish we had Julio. At least he's durable. There's no... And we'll eat innings. That's what you that's what you expect of Cole Hamels, right? An innings eater. I mean, I you never, know Julio Tehran eats his innings. Honestly, I never hated Julio, but so many people did, including you. I don't hate him. I just thought it got to a point where I was like, I don't want to, you know, not last year, but the year before that, where he was just really bad. Last year, he had a decent season to, until the end. You could just tell also in the organization that no one wanted him there with uh, the way he was treated. It was you just feel bad for everybody. Julio's got his first start of the night. Yeah, against, he's starting tonight with the Angels. I'm assuming that's on the August West Coast 5th. time. Though. I was hoping I can. It's 7:46 Eastern time. I was hoping Julio was already out of the game. Oh but no, that game's not starting for another three hours or something. It's on the West Coast. Yeah, I think I think they're. Oh yeah, either either way, if they're in LA or not, they're on the West Coast. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, like yeah, like I said, Ethopolis has done a lot of a lot of things right. There's just some holes there. Just like Snickers done a lot of things right, but there's some holes there as well. No one's perfect, well, but but there's just some things where you're like, God, I don't know why we haven't, you know, going back to the whole Soroka not starting more than one game last year in the playoffs. It's just like, what the hell? Not resting people. What the hell? Relying on Luke Jackson against Paul Goldschmidt in game one of the playoffs last year. What the hell? You knew that was going to be an instant home run. The thing went right over my fucking head in the stadium. It was, I was like, I remember just like looking at Lexington and I was like, He's going to hit a fucking home run because we put on Luke Jackson. And there it goes. What did you think about Luke Jackson being out in the second game of the year this year in a high-leverage situation? It's terrifying, man. He's a roller coaster. He's like the duality of man. It's either like I am unstoppable or I am just horseshit. So it's kind of like Fulty. He's the reliever version of Fulty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'll agree with that. Um, but the good news, I guess, about Luke Jackson is at least you don't have to, like, Deal with it for as long a time when you're watching him. What, what it's are, an inning. What are the odds we get a game at some point this year where Fulty goes seven innings, one run, and Luke Jackson gets a two-inning save? Think that happens this year, Graham? I'll put the odds at like 37 to 1. That's pretty good. How about you $10? <laughs> No, that'd be really bad for me. Never mind. <laughs> but I'll put the eyes at 37 to 1. I'd recant the bet. Damn it. Uh, well, in another news, what has your experience been? Uh, have you cared about not having a crowd in the stadium? No, and I've actually gotten used to it because I've been, um, I haven't been listening to music as much when I've been watching. So I've been watching the game of the telecast, and I've been, they're getting a lot better with coordinating the, the fake crowd noise. Yeah. And, like, there was a time last night where I was, like, I can't remember what happened, but, like, crowd noise happened when it should have, and I was, like, I, I like, didn't even think about it. Yeah, I was they like, do, like, a good job, like, escalating the cheer. Yeah, or like just, like, when something happens that's, like, sudden, they're doing a good job of laying that in. So, I mean, I think the, the team at, at Truist Park is doing a good job with that and, and keeping people from being distracted. I am kind of sick of the uh, of the, the cutout dolls or whatever. I really just see an empty – I don't know. It just feels – Perverse almost. I, 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 there's part of me that likes it, part of me that doesn't. I don't know. I think they should do a rotation after the homestand. 
can't have Sandra Golden right behind there the entire, the entire time. time. Yeah. For the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. If we have rotations or like, it'd be funny to have like a, a theme day of like, I don't know, um, horror movie characters. You have like the Wolfman back there or, or something. Star Wars. Star Wars day would be great. You get Chewbacca back do, there. When's, oh, that's May 4th. We've missed that one. We missed that one. But you could still have a Star Wars day and have like, you know, there's, there's Chewbacca back there yeah. or something. That'd be funny. Uh, I feel bad for the mascots. Blooper's trying his best. He's doing a Tiger King thing last night, I think. Yeah. That he, was funny. I mean, you might have, he's got to just be getting drunk or something and just doing whatever he can. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, got to think outside the box. There's no point. reason not to. Yeah. Um, but Adam Duvall hitting the dogs. Jeff, hilarious. Jeff McNeil's dog on that opening day. That was so funny. Well, that was the uh, second game of the year. Yeah, second game. Yeah, that was, that was, that was funny. so funny. So there's going to be some weird uh, moments like that that we'll remember for yeah. quite some time. I loved it, too, that it was just like there was three dogs sitting in the outfield. And the odds – and there was no one, no other cutouts. And the odds of that ball hitting one of those dogs must have been insurmountable. Yeah. But it just nailed it right in the head. And I was like – it was just – it was just – it was so ridiculous. It was kind of like – I don't even know if there is any even deeper meaning or something to draw from it. But it was just so funny. It was like there's this silly concept, and there's a ball coming that just like hits the shit out of it. I don't know. It's just it's classic. Oh yeah, it was it was really funny. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else in the Braves, Adam. I think all things considered, in terms of the state of the world and in terms of state of the team, suffering this rash of injuries and, and underperformances by a few people, I, I think we're doing all right. In all things considered. Yeah, losing Soroka was killer. Like I was just getting. I was driving home from work Monday, listening to Matt Chernoff, getting all excited about like the potential of Soroka, Freed, and Hamels being your one, two, three in the playoffs with that bullpen, and uh, maybe he's the one that jinxed us there. But uh, he, yeah, has a, he has a habit of doing that. That that was tough to see. Like you, yeah. you feel for the kid, like 23 years old. Yesterday was his birthday. Yeah. He has it a day before his birthday. Yeah, and like as soon as he went down, you just knew it was. You, you there's no, there no chance he's coming there back. There was something major, and it was weird too the way he did. Like he wasn't really like, and the ball was already hit. Yeah, well, I mean, he was going to cover first. Right, and then he just and that's it. And I guess he slipped on the mound in uh, Tampa, as well as what people are saying. Yeah. Um, so there might have already been something happening there. Yeah. I don't know how Achilles work. I do know that. When you blow it, you literally, whatever leg it's on, you're just absolutely, you cannot put any pressure on it. You are, you are a, you're pretty much a paraplegic. Good news is, so was it his right leg or his left leg? You remember? I think it was his left, but I won't swear to that. So I did, Frank Kaur said he had talked to Adam Wainwright, who had done the same thing last year. And Wainwright did say that, Soroka did injure the leg that you would want to injure as a pitcher if you're going to injure a leg. Okay. It must have been the left because he's not pushing off with right. the left leg. Yeah, so I think that, it was the that left. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, but either way, yeah, that's a big blow to this team. Yeah, but it sucks. You hope he can come back and be as effective as he was. I mean, to me, he's the future. Him and Freed are the future of this rotation, the present and the future of this rotation. Um, I want them here for the next 10 seasons at least doing their thing kicking ass yep. like they have been I mean I love those guys um, and you just you just pray that Freed stays healthy at this point 
Yeah, but you've already seen from this team that resiliency. Resiliency. They're. I mean, they've already have what an eight-run comeback this year. Uh, yeah. Just continuing things they did last year. So I mean, they're not gonna. You know close up shop no no not at all and there's a good you can tell there's a good chemistry on this team I think Ozuna's brought a lot I know Albies was talking about how, how good Ozuna's been in the locker room talking hitting with the younger players um, and things like that and he, look, he looks as dialed in as I've seen him since his breakout year I can't remember if it's 2015 or 2016 but that year that really earned him that big deal with the Cardinals um, so do you like that signing by Anthopolis? I think if you have to replace Donaldson with somebody, and that was, yeah, I mean. Donaldson's been hot trash this year. Oh, he's been bad, yeah. But, um, I mean, I think in terms of what was available, that was a good signing. There you go. Um, I still kind of expect him to start getting into more of those bad habits where he's swinging a lot of pitches in the dirt, not walking as much, just because that's what he's been doing the last couple of years. But so far, so good. And... He's been really, really dialed in. He's done a good – he hasn't made any egregious plays defensively as far as I know. Oh, yeah. No, he had one the other oh, day. Oh, he did. I yeah, on Monday that. in the Soroka game. Oh, course, right. The, the inning that Soroka got injured. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. ball got under um, his glove. Okay, so he had one. Yeah, but other than that, he's, you know, through 12 games, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he's been else. fine. Yeah. And he's been DHing a decent amount. I think the good news is getting Marcakis back, who is, I would say, a better defender, even though I know he doesn't play left field all the time or anything, but you get an upgrade defensively now with Marquecas, a little bit over Azuna. So. Professional hitter, too. Yeah, we'll see what he can bring to the table. But, it, I mean, it's such an odd odd season so far. I think the Marlins are kind of like sneaky in a way. Well, the thing you left out, their 4 nothing win yesterday, they had 13 replacement players on their roster. They're just, they're just kind of saying, fuck it. Yeah, they're. I'll, I'll be. That'll be interesting to play them for the first time. The Mets look like the Mets. I don't know why we always get excited about the Mets, thinking they're going to be good. Like that team just has the opposite locker room culture that the Braves do. Like, freaking, you got uh, Cespedes quitting on the team. No one knows where he is for a little while. Yeah, he's at he Lennox Mall leaves. hanging out. Like you don't quit. You don't quit a job at a kiosk in Lennox Mall like that. You make a phone call. Yeah. Saying or you go there and I'm not coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, it's no, just, they've been a mess for years. Like, ever, ever since they lost the World Series, that, that franchise has been a mess. I feel so bad for Degrom. Like, oh yeah, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Can Abs- we get Can we get him stuff. somehow? I wonder what you have to. Ian get. Anderson, Pache. And uh, Ozzy Albies. Woo! Would you do that? Um, if if Degrom's locked in for like six years, it'd be very tempting. But then Degrom gets injured, and, and then you're screwed. Yeah, <laughs> it's very tempting. I'd almost rather give up another pitcher like Kyle Wright. If you trade me Kyle Wright for um, Ozzy, I would agree with you. If they would take that, probably not. They wouldn't take but that. But if that that was that would be, you'd have to give up Pache for him at least, and in addition to multiple other players. But Pache would be the crown jewel of the whole thing. Yeah. Pache and Anderson, uh, it's tough. That's tough to get behind. Nice also, think about the all the, the the years of strain and struggle being in like one of the most dysfunctional clubhouses slash organizations in baseball. He'd be so happy to. Yeah, that's true. I'd love to have see Snit walking through the room. Well, Papa Snit. Players coach. 
He is a player's coach. So he continues to watch out for the health of his players and uh, not play them when they're when they're hurt, like he was with Ozzy. But, um, Adam, unless you have anything else to cover, I think this wraps up today's episode. Yeah, we're going to have to talk Falcons soon. They're in training camp. Yeah. I think. They're, they are in training like. Football is in a month. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah. Hopefully it happens. Um, yeah, they're out on the fields now, so yeah. it, no preseason games, which will be strange. I will ask you this before we wrap up. What do you got? NHL does a bubble. NBA does a bubble. MLS initially did a bubble. I think it's crazy that MLB is not doing a bubble. And the fact that we couldn't get an agreement on that, I think, is ridiculous, especially for a 60-game season, just to ensure the stability of the year. Has there been multiple threats to this thing being shut down with the Marlins fucking up by playing a game when they literally had, like, 10-plus players test positive for COVID-19? What's the question? The question is, is why the hell can't we get a bubble? And do you do you think that we should have done a bubble for, for MLB? I think the challenge with the MLB bubble is you have 30 teams playing games every day. I think you could have. That's not the case for the rest of them. Yeah. I think you could have done done three bubbles, one for each um, division. NL East, AL East could be in a bubble. Central, Central bubble, West, West bubble. Yeah. So you could have three bubbles because that's how the season's going to go anyway. Right, but I mean, so one bubble would be in like. I mean, also it'd be in, what, Florida? No, it'd have to be Florida, Arizona. Like, where do you have enough baseball stadiums to field that? Oh, you could easily do it. Like, you know, you could do it in DC. You could go to DC. That'd be a happy. What's in DC? The National Stadium. You're gonna put, how many teams playing in one stadium, every day? NHL was doing that shit. They had hockey at three o'clock the other day. NHL doesn't play games every day, Graham. They do. They are. They're playing right now. Not every team plays. An NHL team plays like three times okay, a week. So maybe you could have one location. But maybe there's other baseball stadiums in Washington. We don't know. Why, why DC? I don't know. I just thought it was a middle point because you got people in Toronto and Florida. You so have to have DC. a compound that has multiple stadiums. Okay. So that's why Arizona was thrown All out because right, of spring training, Florida. All right. Then that's what you do. Arizona, but, Florida. Have but is ball. Arizona, Florida in August? Okay. Tough shit. That's a problem. You're multi-millionaires. I just think it's ridiculous we couldn't get an agreement on that because you got fucking healthcare workers out there away from their families who are making nothing. Who have to spend potentially months away from their families depending on their scenarios. And you can't get these millionaires to agree to go play in a bubble for two months. I think that's just fucking bullshit. That is jeopardizing the season. And they can't make that sacrifice. I don't want to hear being away from your family. Fuck you. You know how I many people that are, you know, have more real problems than you who can't be with their families right now who are out there risking their lives and you're you're being paid to play a children's game and you can't man up and say, all right, for 60 days, whatever, that's the way it's going to be in the playoffs. Like, sorry. Like, who knows if the season's going to even finish. So MLS is coming out of the bubble. Like, that was just the reopening tournament. Right. And then they're going to be playing in stadiums again. I mean, I think these, like the Marlins thing. That's the Cardinals thing. Yeah, I mean, that... but it was early, and now people kind of learned. I, I guess. There's still been 28 other teams with zero positive tests. Which is which is good. So It's just scary that there's that fuckery going on. I mean, the Marlins have always been a, a 
shambolic organization. So yeah, but look out for them though. Yeah, look out for them at the same time. That could be a team of. Destiny. It was weird. Like there's a highlight. They're not due for World Series. Yeah, exactly. They're they're due to get the wild card and win the World Series. It's been uh, what 17 years. Yeah. So, but it was interesting. Like Francisco Cervelli's on their team, which I wasn't aware of. He had a home run last night. They showed him the highlights during the Braves game, and I was he just had this swagger to him. And I was like, I just got a really odd feeling about the Marlins. Like they're coming for us. Like it's just very very strange feeling, which I didn't like. I was like, this 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 band of like misfit toys and Brian Anderson are fucking coming for us. It would not shock me. Yeah, with how weird this has been. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yep. You know what I'm saying, Bo? Hopefully, we got a show next week. I I see why. We, no reason why we wouldn't. Even if the season gets canceled, we'll have to talk about it. So at least we'll have a show. The season's not getting canceled. I hope you're right. Well, I think that wraps up today's show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If the season's canceled, I'm not podcasting because I'm going to be so depressed. You're going to be so depressed for multiple weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like one of those uh, after a Braves playoff loss. Right, where we just shows. go into isolation yeah. for a minute. We hope you guys are doing well out there. Thank you for listening, however, wherever you are listening from. Until next time, rise up. Stay true to the A. Is that the new Braves slogan? Not stay true to the A, just... For the for A. For the A. Okay. Rise up. Chop on belongs in there. B for the A. Chop on... For the A. Uh, stay in Brotherhood, Unite and Conquer, Believe in Blue Land, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitality. So. Go Atlanta Dream. I dream you need, need a slogan for sure. Yeah. Have they started their season? They're playing. Hell yeah. <laughs>